honored tonight to have with us brother and sister Klein, missionaries to the Leeward Islands. Just to give you a little bit of a background, the Kleins were part of the Associated Missions Program to Zambia and Zimbabwe. In 1994, their work led to over 200 receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, the establishment of 10 new churches. Their work in Zimbabwe continued from 97 to 99, witnessing 20 entire congregations being baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. In 1999, they moved to Lesotho, South Africa, where they helped develop the work, resulting in the establishment of six churches, four outreaches, and more than 1,500 saints baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. In 2018, they relocated to the Leeward Islands, where they encouraged and baptized many new souls and established a new church on St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands. Apostolic Life is honored to have with us tonight, Brother and Sister Klein. Thank you, Brother Klein. Come and minister the word of the Lord to us. Share with us. Take your liberty. Praise the Lord. Let's give the hand clap unto the Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your bountiful blessings, for your mercy, for your love in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We give honor to Pastor Robbins. He's not here. Amen. We met a friend. We had dinner. Hallelujah. Sister Klein and I went with some friends to eat some good fish. Hallelujah. Y'all got some good shrimp too. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. We give honor to Brother Dylan, uh, Brother Cade. Hallelujah. Where's he at? Brother Cade, he done left that fast. There he is, my man. Cade is the man. He's the go-to guy. If you need something, Brother Cade will get it for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. We appreciate that so much. Thank you for the kind uh, opening remarks. We appreciate. We know what God's doing this end time he's coming and I believe he's coming very soon and and brother Miller made remarks about the chairs the different places that he mentioned we went to before there was people I said sister Klein we got to get some chairs for the people to sit in and then God's going to fill all these and we'll come back and buy those later I think that's what we need to do I know it's hard, it's difficult, it's expensive, but these chairs are nice, but it'd be nice to have four times this amount, don't you think? It's the will of God that the church grows, and God wants the church to grow, and say it out loud, God can grow the church through me. You have to say it out loud, God can grow the church through me. Once God can trust us with something, he'll give us more. And it's the will of God that we have all the benefits of God's kingdom, not just in eternity, but here. When it's here, we can put it to use where it's needed the most, and that's to reach souls. Amen. I appreciate all this opportunity. Uh, Immediately after service, normally I have a display and things, but we have to drive like Pastor did to to conference. We're in a car, so we a van, so nothing like when things happen. It doesn't go your way, but always know God's way is going to win. So I got dressed this morning knowing it's going to be a long day. We came from Caledonia, went to Oklahoma. I'm going to say it wrong again. Oklahoma. I'll get it finally, eventually, now that I'm leaving. I don't even have it written down. You think I'd remember. Oklahoma. And as we got this morning to turn the key, guess what happened? Uh Uh-oh, your heart drops like 40 feet. Can it go any deeper? I don't know. Poof. No battery. I don't know what the world's going on. So they jumped us. We got to Oklahoma. I stopped it and started it. It was fine after church. Guess what? Oh, no, not again. 
I said, brother, before we eat lunch, can we go get a battery? Because <laughs> I don't even know where they are in Oklahoma. He said, well, we don't have any. You got to go to Tupelo. We'll take you there. Amen. So we got a battery. Thank the Lord. And when it goes outside, I pray it starts. But isn't that the way it is with some things? We just got to have faith and know God's going to figure it out. That's for somebody. I don't know who it's for, but I know it's, I know it's for, the, for the work of God. I'm born and raised from New Orleans, Louisiana, and I really do talk like this. Now, my wife, she's from the country, so she'll talk a little bit country. Her family's half and half. You know, some people have half sweet tea, half unsweet tea. Hers is half Louisiana and half Mississippi. Amen? And I think she's got a cousin. There he is right over there. She's related to the kings. I guarantee she's probably first cousin to him. Who would guess that you'd have a cousin where you wouldn't know when you're going? But really, in missions, the hardest part isn't the hundreds and even thousands of souls you're going to see shortly filled with the Holy Ghost. The hardest part is you're overseas for four years at a time. You come back, you see your family for about three, four weeks. You get in the car, you drive all over the United States. One year, we went two years. It took 57,000 miles in five provinces in Canada. That's all of them. But not at once. It was up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Amen? And then we're finished again. We see our family again three, four weeks. And then we're gone. So really, the hardest part's when we're on the field here, but we're not with our family. But actually, Brother Miller, I like you, man. I see what he did for Pro Presenter. He gave me his cell number. He's going to have to block me because I'm going to call him. Amen? <laughs> so really, y'all are part of the family we haven't met yet, Brother Dylan. Thank you so much. Amen? Brother Cousin, Cousin King, hallelujah. We'd say Hail King over there, but that's not right, right? Amen. Amen. She says he, to her she is. Amen. So thank the Lord. Amen. And Brother Cade, amen. He's the man. Hallelujah. So, so thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for the opportunity. But knowing that we're part of the family of God, uh, you're going to see people's faces. You, you'll hear numbers. But I'm telling you, there was empty chairs just like those where you're sitting. And God filled them with souls. And those people will see in heaven. We won't be rushed. We'll be able to take our time. And you'll say, you mean... Our giving made that much of a difference? Missionary from a long time ago, amen, before I was even born in the Philippines, amen? No telling how many souls and lives are affected and continually to be affected. The enemy's trying to deceive us, the one brother was talking, but the enemy's a liar and he's a loser. He's a loser, amen, and he's not going to win. He's defeated, that's why he's crawling around, you get it, defeated? That's for the young folks. I don't know if it works anymore. I'm getting older now. I still look in the mirror. I think I'm 22, and I realize, what? Where'd the old dude come from? <laughs> Amen. But I can prove to you that living for God is cool. Yes. Are you ready? Because yes. the Bible says when God spoke to Adam and Eve, he spoke to them in the cool of the day. So the first time cool is ever mentioned, God's there. Yes. Hallelujah. Young folks, living for God is not only cool, it's right, or whatever the trendiest words are. And what the world is doing is a big mistake. We want to do what's right. Mark 16 and 15, Jesus is speaking to the disciples. And he said, go, say it out loud with me. Say, go, ye. Say that ye is me. And he told us where to go. He said, unto all the world. Say, that's everywhere. And preach the gospel to every creature. He gave a specific command what to talk about. The good news. In verse 20, and this is what I want to share. In verse 20, they went forth, and they preached everywhere, and the Lord working with them, he confirmed the word with signs following. 
In the end times, people will be deceived by following signs. If I want to see signs, what I should have is a rearview mirror. They're going to follow me. I'm not going to follow signs. I'm going to stand on the Word of God. All the miracles you hear, all the testimonies that happen, only happen because the willing heart says, yes, Lord, use me. And God's Spirit was there, and He was with us. Brother asked me a very strong question. He said, weren't you afraid over there? Several times. Hallelujah. But I tell you what, God was never not with me. He was always there. He was with me, saw us through things that we try not to talk about because I don't use sensationalism if I can help it. It's not something I want to promote. I want to promote faith and God's presence because that's what matters. Brother Tenney, our former superintendent, Louisiana, taught us two things when we got a local license. There was a group of about 38, 40 young ministers and wives. He says, I want to share two things with y'all in ministry. Don't ever forget. I want you to say it with me. Say, there's one God. You have to hold your finger like that and say, there's one. There, good. Good, Sunday school class. Y'all great. Y'all all get a star. And if you're Brother Miller's son, you get a cookie. I was thinking, man, I wish I could get a cookie too. Hallelujah. One God. I'm sorry. I'm not him. Hallelujah. So when we realize we're not God, we let the Lord do it. We can't fix it. He can. The older I get, the more I realize I don't know. I was younger, I thought I knew. Now I know I don't know. I really know I don't know. But I know the one who does, and his name's Jesus. Hallelujah. And if I can get them to be a friend with Jesus, there's no telling what God can do. So I want to share with you my goal is one more soul. Let's say it out loud. My goal is one more soul. If every one of us won one soul, the entire church doubles. If we teach that soul, we win. To win a soul, then we start multiplying. And if we keep the momentum of that going and say it should be that way, you're going to start going beyond number. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and thank Him. We thank you, Jesus, for your bountiful blessings, for the mercy of the power of your blood. Let the Holy Ghost minister and touch each and every need. Lord, we ask that you release apostolic faith and liberty and anointing of the Holy Ghost. Go forth. Break every bind and every opposition in Jesus' name. You are the victory, God, as the song says. And we lift you up. You are a strong tower in this time of trouble, Lord. You are a refuge in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thank the Lord for what he's doing. I thank the Lord for what he's going to do, but I'm thankful for what he's done already. And I, I believe and I feel faith. Hallelujah. I, I can't go too much. Pastor's not here, so I want to give you the best that I can and know there's more than just every day. The world seems to want to close our mouth. Prior deputations, I told a friend, I said, he said, what's America like? You Like reverse culture shock. I said, well, it seems like everybody's trying to hold on to one of those Saturn rockets as that thing's going up in the air. It's like we're hanging on for dear life, right? Now it seems like the enemy wants to shut our mouth and kill our testimony. It's not going to happen to me. We lived in tyrannical places where if you mentioned the government, before you, I got in my car right over there, there would be people in a van and I'd be d disappearing, as they say. Hallelujah. But you know what? We shared the word of God anyway. We didn't get involved. We didn't say what it was. We just said, you know what? The Lord's in control. He puts some up. He takes some down. But you're going to lead my steps. I like the scripture. He says, the Lord, he's a light unto my path and a lamp unto my very feet. It's good to see where I'm going, but he knows exactly where our footsteps should be. Amen? Praise the Lord. I thank the Lord. She's a good wife. 
uh, she hurt her knee, so I don't think she can struggle the stairs. But I want you all to meet her. She's a good wife. Uh, when she was 10 years old, God filled her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and called her to be a missionary's wife, which is good for me. Amen? Because I get to drive her around all over the world. Amen? Uh, but, but I thank the Lord for a good wife. And she's, Bible says a good wife is more precious than rubies. Hallelujah. Amen? I don't have any rubies, but I got a good wife. Oh, she got her own mic. Man, y'all are advanced. I got to go back up and let her finish. Amen. Amen. Has God been good to you? He has been very good to us, and thank you very much for having us tonight. It's truly a blessing to be with y'all. Thank y'all very much. Thank you very much for having us. It's truly a blessing. You know, it's also, you know, I want to say this before I even start. I want to say thank you for supporting missionaries. Amen. Because every time you support missionaries, that means you're winning extra souls. And thank you very much. And thank you, because when you get to heaven, you'll say, who's those souls from? Oh, that's the ones we support, you know, for missionaries. We supported missionaries, and thank God that's the souls we won. Amen. That's how we always look at it, member of the Klein Bowl. Thank you very much, and God bless y'all. You know, also, I want to say thank you, youth, for working very hard where we can have a truck overseas. Um, Because of you, we can drive and don't have to put it. Amen. Amen. Thank you all very much for working very hard. Also, ladies, thank you very much for working very hard where we can have a washing machine, a dryer, and a refrigerator and stove also overseas. Because of you, I can cook good old Cajun food. Amen. Thank God for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. My husband taught me how to cook, and thank God for that because my I, I'm number seven in my family. There's four girls and four boys, and Yes, since I was number seven, I got kicked out of the kitchen when I was learning to cook. Then I had to go back and wash dishes. Amen? <laughs> but thank you all very much, ladies, for working very hard. Because of you, I can cook good old Cajun food overseas. Amen? Thank you very much. But also, you know, God has been very good to us. And the ch- this church is very friendly. It makes a world of difference. When, when I came in today and everybody was very nice and pleasant, all the way out, even to the Beth, everywhere I went, even before everybody got here a couple hours ago. Thank you very much for meeting us here. Thank you very much for meeting us here. Because of you, I didn't have to sit in a car for two hours. Amen. <laughs> Thank you all very much. And I got to sit on a nice sofa and relax. Amen. <laughs> because we got four hours tonight, and I think about four hours tomorrow morning. And it's okay. This conference is coming. Amen. And I'm excited about that. But, you know, God has been really good. You know, he's, you see this picture right here. I always think, how can I make a difference in somebody's life? Amen? And, you know, I always think there's a hurting world out there. You think about it. There's some mean people. Sorry to say this. It's okay. I usually say there's mean people. I don't usually like them, but it's Okay. God told us to love everybody. He didn't say to like everybody. Amen. But it's okay. He didn't say that in the scripture, but I figured that out. Amen. But I can tell you this. We can make a difference in somebody's life. But I like kind of, actually, I don't really like them. But a, a grouchy people sometimes is a challenge to me. And mean people, I just try to win them. Okay. But grouchy people, they always always think they must be very grouchy for one reason, because they're hurting. Even mean people are hurting. And 
this lady, Miss Maureen, I met um, in the grocery store in St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands. I met her in the marketplace, and sh she was very grouchy to me. She had nothing to do with me. I greeted her. I like everybody to like me. Oh, sorry, I miss that kind of personality. And why not? You should like me, right? I like you. Amen? <laughs> and that's just the way my personality is. But I can tell you, I start thinking, well, how can I make a difference? Because she's grouchy. Yes, yeah, she's the head manager over the, all the cashiers, and she had a lot of cashiers. And I was thinking, well, she's grouchy because she's had enough. Some people are stealing. Maybe some people are taking advantage or they're not working as hard. Maybe she's really frustrated. Well, it took me four and a half years. And I, I kept on inviting, well, before this, I'll back up for a second. But it took me for a long time to talk to her, even to get a few words out. Well, when the pandemic happened, amen, it was a bad thing, I know. I had COVID, too, and it was very bad. But I can tell you, when she got, uh, uh, during COVID, this happened, she hurt her knee. Well, also, I had major knee surgery. I broke my knee, and I twisted it around my back and my head, and it was pretty bad, and I went to shock. Well, I'm sitting there on crutches, standing there on crutches in the store because I wanted to go see her. I couldn't resist it because I wanted to go witness to her because we started a church on our porch. We already started a porch, church porch. Amen? A church porch is important. Amen? And I'm thinking I'm going to get her. Well, what happened, she come at, talked to me and Brother Klein, and she says, I'm in serious pain right now. Well, I was in serious pain too. Amen? But that's okay. I put that in the background. I'm believing God can heal me too. And then all of a sudden we said, she said, can you pray for me? I really need prayer. Aren't y'all pastors, preachers, or something? I said, yes, ma'am, we are. And I said, and I, we already been inviting her for the longest to come to church. And she said, can you pray for me? We said, yes, ma'am. We pray for her right there by the cashiers. And everybody started looking like that mean lady. Amen. <laughs> and we started praying. And I usually keep my eyes open for, to watch what, see what happened. Maybe she'll get the Holy Ghost right there. Amen. And I started watching and praying. And God healed her right there. And she knew it was a miracle. And everybody else knew it was a miracle. But I said, okay, now it's going to take a little time. Miss Grouchy, okay? I'm so sweet. She is a darling now. Because about a, a month before I left, just here lately, I just left. And I can tell you this, she, she finally came to church. And I went and greeted her. Oh, we made friends. There's times in the grocery store, my back up for a second again. In the grocery store, she usually, now she'll say, Oh, Mrs. Klein and Pastor Klein. Oh, how are you doing? I love you. And everybody's like, huh? You don't treat me like that, you know, but that's okay. I said, oh, I love you too, you know, because I make it big for her also. But she knew God healed her, but also you can see I'm walking. Amen. I don't have crutches. Amen. And thank the Lord. Amen. But I can tell you, God is wonderful, and he never leaves us or forsakes us. Well, a month before we left, something happened. She came to church because I, I invited her to a big dinner, and it was totally opposite, and I was excited about that. And I was thinking, well, she came. I was like, wow. I went and hugged her. Well, that the day before we left, she came again, and she said, I'm, I'm so excited I'm here. And now I can see 
the Holy Ghost. You can get the Holy Ghost. Amen? Well, the day before we leave, she gets the Holy Ghost. Now, her name is Sister Maureen. Maureen. Amen? Amen. Uh, one day you'll meet her in heaven. Amen? And I tell you, it takes a hard, it's a hard place. Remember the client? But the client said this when we was, went to the, there the first time in the Leeward Islands. He said, it took us 24 years to be trained in Africa to go to this place. Amen? And that's okay. I thank God where he can say, let me be used, God. Let me, God, to reach out to souls. Let me make a difference in somebody's life because there's a hurting world out there. If I can make a difference, I know you can too. Amen? And I know you're winning souls because if you wasn't, be the only the pastor and his wife will be here. Amen? And I can tell you, thank you for winning souls, but don't stop. Don't stop because Jesus is coming back soon. You think about the clock is ticking every second. People are dying, going to hell every second. And God, let me reach as many souls while I can while I'm on this earth. I'm 55 years old. I know ladies don't put to tell their age. But I tell you one thing. I'm 55 and I'm determined to reach more thousands and more uh, thousands and thousands more people. And by the client too. We're going to reach people. Amen. That's what it's about. Continue reaching souls. Don't stop. And th t please greet your bishop for us and tell him thank you for having us for this beautiful service. And thank you all so much for allowing us to come. And God bless you. Amen. Amen. Can I give you this? I get it? Praise the Lord. I thought Brother Cade was going to get it. Hallelujah. If I start doing ba bad, Cade can take over. Hallelujah. No, I'm just joking. Praise the Lord. I told you all she's a good wife. Amen. Thank the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we have some from Africa we're going to show you in a second. And then I'm going to show you a few slides as we go. And they're going to record it. So some of this may be on our recording as we travel in the future, okay? So we need a natural result response, so that's why we do it. Amen? So praise the Lord, sister. Praise the Lord. The clients are now going to the Leeward Islands. Now we'd like to share with you a few testimonies from Africa. Greetings from... The people of Lesotho want me to tell you thank you for sending missionaries to their country. For had you not sent missionaries to their country, they'd be lost and they wouldn't know who God is. And it's a nation of 2.2 million people. Amen? Pastor Matt Carpenter was the founding missionary in Lesotho and the work was started around 1996 and we joined them in 1999. The foundation that was laid by the Carpenters was a foundation of revival and apostolic truth. And the revival continues. The Lord is filling hundreds with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The church has grown from three churches and about 300 people. Now we have about 11 churches and preaching points and, one, and about 1,600 people. The Lord has sent some tremendous growth and revival. So with that, we was able to start the Pentecostals of Maseru. In our very first congregation, we had five people attend service. So the church has grown from five, and you can see the, the room was very small. And then it grew to 35. Praise the Lord. Here we grew from 35 to 60. Hallelujah. And we grew from 60 to 125. And praise the Lord. Recently we had growth from 125 to 209 people. Amen. Revival is continuing. God has given us opportunities to reach entire congregations. Several times we had mass baptisms. We baptized 103 people on a farm. Another time 214 people in a swimming pool. And I was able to baptize half of them. Now we have a vision, and we want to share with you a little bit of our vision. 
This is training that we have done in Africa when we first went in 1994. The small group in the blue there are the, the, the brothers from Zambia, and then the other group was in Zimbabwe, and then you see the graduates there. So you can see they're very hungry hearts. So we have to train and teach them the Word of God. No people are more effective at reaching at its own people than the people from that very same place. Amen? And recently in Lesotho, we were able to graduate 18 students with the Global Association of Theological Studies, which is GATS, at the certificate level, and we have six of those graduates that are now able to teach even while we're gone on deputation, and we thank the Lord for that. The future of Lesotho is all about people. God is looking for people. Now the vision is to have revival, and God gives it, and is determined by how we prepare the youth and the young people to reach the world today. Tomorrow's leaders are reached today. Thank you, Sunday school teachers and youth leaders. Uh, you're preparing for the future, and tomorrow's leaders being prepared today, being filled with the Holy Ghost. I want to just share these two little testimonies. This is Joyce, and they shaved their hair at school. Uh, but one day she got a vision for souls, and in one month she brought 57 visitors to church. Amen? And we thank the Lord for young people that get a vision and have a burden for souls. But I want to tell you about Justina. Even though she was very small at the time, she's grown a little bit since then, she's a, she's a soul winner. And since then, she's won her mother, she's won her grandmother, she's, she's won her aunt, and two of her brothers, which are now preachers. Praise the Lord. So young people can make a difference. We, we look right past them, but those little kids have faith. And Jesus said, except you have faith as little children. We've got a question for you. How can you help the work of God in the Leeward Islands? You can help us pray that we have a speedy return to our field. Amen. You can become a $50 a month mission supporter every month. We need the help if you can. You can give towards an approved project. We've got a minister's training center, a central city ch church, crusades, evangelism, printing. There's many, many things. Thank you for your continuous faithful support. The Leeward Islands need you. Amen.
Praise the Lord. That was beautiful, huh? So here we go. They're going to flag the tape. Here we go. Praise the Lord. Now, I thank God for young people because I still think I'm one. Amen? You're only as young as you feel. I just don't feel as young as I used to. Amen? <laughs> Who would guess when you get older things happen? Amen? The picture, number one. Here we go. So to help with the you Move the Mission, thank you, Move the Mission, folks. Used to be called Seeds for Christ. Brother Steve Shirley is our general superintendent for the Leeward Islands, and we transitioned to the area. He went to this young lady right there, Miss Tara, and he was asking her about prices for vehicles and things like that. So she's a, a salesperson. So she said, sir, I have a question. Do you all baptize? Some churches, they don't baptize anymore. She, he says, yes, I baptize. She says, but I only want to be baptized in Jesus' name. He said, that's exactly how we baptize. So Move the Mission has helped get me a vehicle so I can move, but also was the very first contact that we can go talk to. So it took a little while, but as you can see, hungry hearts are wanting to reach out to God, and she did. Next. As she reached out, she repented of her sins. Next. Hallelujah. She got baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus, the name above every name that washes away all of our sins. Next. And look at the joy on her face. Hallelujah. She took a little bit of time, but we're still working to get her. And then finally, right before we left, the Sister Klein says she was filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Next. So, and, and bad situations, I always try to find a, a remedy. Why is this happening? If you're in a situation and you're wondering why you're there, especially anytime I'm in the hospital, I'm praying for everybody, all the doctors, nurses. We've had dozens of nurses get filled with the Holy Ghost. Several doctors we prayed for and God filled them with the Holy Ghost. One time a doctor was in a wheelchair and I was looking at us and he says, are you the one that prayed for my friend upstairs? I said, yes, sir. Do you need the Holy Ghost? He says, yes. He raised his hands and God filled him with the Holy Ghost right there in the elevator. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I was there and I said, Brother Philemon, that, that other fellow was there right there, he has legs that are very uh, crippled so he can barely walk with that, but he can move and he's a swimming instructor and he swims for the Olympic team for the U.S. Virgin Islands. So when Sister Klein was doing a physical therapy to recover in the pool, we started witnessing to him. He says, uh, I want to ask you something, Pastor. Do you baptize? I said, yes. He says, but I only want to be baptized in Jesus' name. Can you imagine? So there he is. He's getting baptized in the name of Jesus. We're still working on the earring. Don't worry. A little bit at a time. Next. Hallelujah. Amen. So there they are happy. So they got the Holy Ghost. Next. So as we were there, this, this man is Mr. Kevin, and I used to write a few testimonies of witnessing to Kevin at the pool. I always thought about the pool of Bethesda. First of all, when we went to the pool, Brother Miller, I, I'm from New Orleans, so y'all know we got an evil, wicked place, so people don't have no clothes. That's no good. And what's a preacher doing at the place with no clothes? That's never any good. And I said, Lord, why do we got to go to the pool? And it's like, the Lord, your wife has to exercise. I said, okay. And then when I got there, I realized it's so hot and, and the sun is intense, they cover up anyway. So I said, okay, Mr. Kevin was our friend. I started witnessing to him one by one. He used to be the driver that would bring people that had a stroke to the pool to get therapy. He says, now I'm one of the people that has to be driven. And he says, you know, I was frustrated, but I'm determined I'm going to get back to driving again. He says, because I saw so-and-so, and he drove here. He's in the pool getting a lesson just like me. I can do better than him, but he's driving. I want to get better to drive. Does Jesus still heal? I said, yes, sir, Mr. Kevin, Jesus still heals. 
I said, what's the, what's the problem? I see you're doing your things. He says, Pastor, I just get frustrated. I said, what do you mean? He says, well, all I can do is lift my arm just to my shoulder. I says, well, you believe? He says, yes, I believe. I said, well, Jesus can let you lift your hand straight up in the air, point it up in the air in the name of Jesus. And his arm went straight up in the air in the name of Jesus, right in front of everybody. Hallelujah. So over time, Sister Klein was there, and she's st still witnessing to Mr. Kevin. He saw Brother Philemon progressing, and he says he's totally changed. God is touching him. All of us are talking. All the people saw that miracle. Some people don't know how to respond to miracles. Sadly, sometimes we don't know how to respond to miracles. We need to say, thank you, Jesus, because you are the miracle worker. But the greatest miracle is salvation. Amen. So one day my wife was giving me a signal. I didn't know what that was. When you're a preacher, you get the signal from your wife. I didn't know what it was. So I went over there. I said, honey, what is it? She said, Mr. Kevin wants to get baptized right now. I said, right now? I said, but, you know, we don't have authority like the other places over the different pools that we was at. So I went and talked to the manager, who is also the coach of the Olympic team for the Virgin Islands. And I said, Mr. Uh, said his name. I said, Coach, uh, Mr. Kevin wants to get baptized. He said, that's good. Philemon's also doing really good. Amen. He says, that's a good thing. He says, when does he want to get baptized? He says, where? I said, in the pool. Is that fine? He says, sure, when? I said, right now. He said, okay, go ahead. Hallelujah. So I was worried for nothing. Don't be worried for nothing. Let God take care of it. So I walked out there and I told him, I said, Mr. Kevin, the Lord said, uh, I mean, uh, the, the coach said you can get baptized. So I brought Brother Philemon over there. We prayed for him. He repented of his sins, and we baptized him right there in the pool in the name of Jesus. And you see his arms straight up in the air. Amen? Let's give the Lord glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your healing power. Amen. Next. So you can see those hungry hearts. When we went to St. Thomas, no church in over 40 years. I can put two and two together. That's not good. But now there's a congregation that's meeting on that porch. It's not real big. I mean, it's real small. Not much bigger than that spot right over there. But you know what? There's people that care. They weren't there before. They are there now. And there's going to be more than that in the future. It may be expensive. It may be difficult. But that's okay. God's in the building business, isn't he? Next. And so you can see this is the Leeward Island Conference. So, so there's probably 42 different places that people come. Worshiping the Lord. Receiving the Holy Ghost. Getting encouraged. Next. And so uh, you can't quite see this little girl's face. So on St. In Macero, right before we left, this young lady, she's about 12, she repented. She got the Holy Ghost because the Spirit was moving really good. And she wanted to get baptized really, really bad. But the family said no. So they used it over as a ploy, made her do all kind of stuff in the yard, doing the field and everything. So she finally got it. And when she got baptized in Jesus' name, she says, now all of my sins are washed away. And because if missionaries weren't there, who's going to share it with them and then train them to be I'm praying she'll be a preacher's wife one day. Next. Amen. This is Justina, one of our general superintendent's uh, daughter. And she was the, also so happy. I like how Sister Klein caught that water, like dripping. Imagine all those sins that we had. They're just dripping away. They're gone. They told me the day I received the Holy Ghost, we had chalkboards way back in the old, old, old days. Now they're whiteboards, I guess. And so it's like all of those sins are washed away. They're, they're no longer there. He's cast them into the sea of forgetfulness, and he even doesn't even want to remember them. So when the devil reminds you, you say, hey, wait, look where you're going because I've been forgiven. I'm going to heaven where you could have had it, but you got thrown out. Amen? Next. Praise the Lord. So there's a group of people. So how does it happen, Brother Klein? It's easy. Somebody said, oh, it's, it's easy. 
You know, y'all just do that over there, sir? Did you hear people say it's easy? Was it easy when y'all was a little child? I don't think so. I says every soul is, is just as hard as to win as it is anywhere else. The only thing is for us, we have an intensified focus on replication and spiritual reproduction. Say replication. Spiritual reproduction. And when you do, God's going to raise up leaders. And those leaders are going to be in turn to reach other souls. So when we first went there, it was rough. Of course, COVID was no good. And I said, Lord, we're not ever used to not having people get the Holy Ghost. Our church is from where I'm from. And, and, and so I, I feel almost at home here. And so I'm not used to people getting the Holy Ghost all the time. And nobody got the Holy Ghost for a long time. It's like I can't believe this. I mean, every week I want to see somebody get the Holy Ghost. I can't wait till every day somebody gets the Holy Ghost. And I'll never be happy if it's one. It'd have to be two. Two is not good enough. I want to be 10, 20. I'd like to see 100 every day, right? I'm sorry. I'm not satisfied because that's people. So I said, okay, what do we do, Lord? This is different. He said, for some, don't come but by much prayer and fasting. It's like, God, I'm already praying. I'm already fasting, Brother Cade. And the Lord hit me. Boom. Intermediate fasting. And I know I'm still big. Don't worry about it. I'm healthy. <laughs> so that means you eat one meal a day in the time frame of four hours. It don't mean you hog out for four hours. You just eat. That's it. So after 92 days, one soul at a time. So we did it seven times. So you see the souls that are there. So you're going to say it won't happen. Try something. Maybe you can't fast the way I did. Or maybe you can do better. Hallelujah. But you can do something. And you can say, God, you did the results. Your word of God says this. I'm standing on it. God wants to use us in this end time to make a difference. He wants the spirit to move. Y'all are far from the sea, so I feel sorry for y'all because y'all don't get the benefits of shrimp. Hallelujah. I love shrimp. I miss crabs the most. But when I was a young boy, I learned fishing on the bayous in the summertime. And it taught me a lot about the boat the water, and the captain, and I'm so glad Jesus is the captain of our salvation. One day, the disciples was with Jesus, and most of them were fishermen, and he told them, he said, hey, guys, y'all go across. I'm going to meet you there, and they got in the boat, and off they went. No telling how many times they took the journey. We don't know, but they were quite seasoned fishermen, and, and why didn't they think? There's no train. How in the world they know Jesus would get there? I don't know. I never did think about how they know he to get there, but on the journey, it must have been quite bad because some of them are looking off at a distance. I've been on a boat when it's bad, and when you're looking at a distance, you know what you're looking for? Where's the shore? So if the boat sinks, I'm swimming the right way. Something happened. Somebody saw somebody out there in the distance, and some dude said, hey, that's a ghost. What? I don't know how to explain that. Don't even ask me. But Jesus, Peter looked, and he said, and Peter's always wanting to be close to where Jesus was. He hollered, Jesus, is that you? And the Lord said, yes. He said, if that's you, tell me to come to where you are. And Jesus said, come. Peter did something that absolutely defied all logic of a fisherman. He took his foot off of the certainty of the boat, and he stepped over the side, and the Bible says, and Peter walked on that water. Now, there was a problem because of the wind. There's a wave, and the wave must have blocked his sight to Jesus. So that lets us know, never take our eye off Jesus. He started to sink, but the Lord didn't let him sink. He took him by the hand. And they both went back to the boat. Hallelujah. Now, I was a young Christian. I was excited, 22 years old, when I got the Holy Ghost. And I said, Lord, you did it for Peter. What about me? <laughs> Nothing but wet. I learned about application of the word, but I didn't. 
First of all, you have to apply it accordingly. And first of all, I didn't see Jesus out there, and he didn't tell me to come. Hallelujah. But I thought about it. There was 11 other dudes on that boat. And when Jesus said, come, 11 other dudes could have got off and got some of that water walking too. But you know what happened? They missed it. I don't want to miss what the Lord has in store at the same time. I want to be right in the middle of what God called us to do. I thought about the disciples that were there as Jesus was lifted up into the clouds. He says, I want you guys to go wait in Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. Hallelujah. 500 heard it. They saw him go up in the air. Seven to ten days later, we see a group gathered together, 120. Hallelujah. My question is, where was the 380? Brother Miller, I think they missed it. I don't want to miss it. I'm going to give them a maybe. Maybe they came with the 3,000 and they heard what's going on. I don't want to go to heaven on a maybe. I want to be right in the middle of what God's called us to do. Hallelujah. So let's stand. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. Usually we have a display. We set it up, but today we'll give it to Sister Klein. So we'll just point towards Sister Klein. We're going to pray a structured prayer. He says, you have not because you ask not. And when you do ask, you ask amiss. He said, look unto the fields, for the harvest is white and ready. Everybody say ready. ready. They don't have to wait on us. It's ready. The problem is there's not enough laborers to go work in the field. But oh, by the way, you have a remedy. You can pray that, oh, Lord, the harvest will send forth laborers. So we're going to pray together. Point your hand towards Sister Klein. Everybody say, Lord, send honest, dedicated laborers to reach the Leeward Islands. One more time. Say, Lord, send honest, dedicated laborers to reach Tupelo. And here's the tricky part. And oh, by the way, hallelujah, I kept most of you. Usually I lose most of y'all. Will you use me? Because you have to surrender to be used of God. God does not force himself into the vessel until they surrender. And as we lift our hands and pray and we surrender to God, we ask God to use us as mighty soul winners. I see all these young people, some of these children. Lord, I ask your spirit would come down and move upon all the leaders, God, our church, the congregation, that you would open up the windows of heaven, oh God. Give us the heart, oh God, of the evangelist to share and reach the lost while we can. Let the young people be encouraged to see there's great hope ahead. There's a great reward. There's a great calling. Let our older elders' faith be strong to know that you're continuing to multiply. You're continuing to add to the church in Jesus' name. We give you the glory. We give you the praise in the name of Jesus. Let's give him a hand clap of praise.